Taliban. It's my understanding that the Taliban has not uh, denied uh, exit to anyone holding a valid document, uh-huh. but they have said that those without valid documents uh-huh. at this point can't leave. But because all of these people are grouped together, yeah. um, that's meant uh, that uh, flights have not been uh, been allowed to go. You're so full of stink. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Mr. Secretary Antony Blinken. He's so full of stink. Good morning. It's Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. Gonna feel that way all day as we get ready to honor America this week. 9-11, the 20th anniversary is coming up. May we never forget. Now, people are, have already forgotten. Teachers are already teaching in schools that, well, you know, it wasn't radical Islamic. It had nothing to do with Islam. It had nothing, no, 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 no. It just happened. It was just a guy's having a bad day. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Oh, yeah, the videos are out and everything. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what the, the Secretary of State just mentioned there. And that is that the Taliban is not holding anybody hostage in uh, Afghanistan, that anybody with papers can can leave. Anybody with papers can leave. Anybody who doesn't have a gun stuck in their forehead when they get to the airport and told to leave and never come back can get on an airplane and leave. See, that's not what the secretary is telling you. The other side of the story that the secretary is failing to mention to you is that people are having a hard time getting papers, number one, because we don't have an embassy there anymore. We have no American official American contact there anymore. These people are abandoned. So where do they get papers? Where do they go? There's no embassy. There's no ambassador. Where do they go? Nowhere. So you have to listen and, and, and understand how politicians lie. Everyone who has papers can leave. Nobody's got papers. Secondly, the Taliban is at the airport sticking guns in people's foreheads, telling them to leave and don't ever come back to the airport. Did he mention that part? Did he even bring that part up? No. In one case, and Don played the sound of that here a little while ago, he talks about a family that got out. And he is taking credit for it, for the State Department. Oh, we did it. We got this family out. We're great. We're wonderful. The U.S., here's the quote, has facilitated the safe departure of four U.S. citizens by overland route from Afghanistan. Embassy staff was present upon their arrival. Well, that doesn't mean that the embassy had anything to do with it. In fact, they didn't. The organizer of a private mission to rescue an American mom, Miriam, and her three children from Afghanistan had nothing to do with the State Department. Now, the State Department is currently trying to take credit for it, but it was all done by one of these private contractors that we've heard so much about it. So, uh, you know, another week begins uh, on a Tuesday after having a Labor Day holiday, and as we begin the week, it's more of their lies, and people are, in fact, being held hostage in Afghanistan, that's that's what's happening, and we're not talking about a you know a handful, folks. We're talking about what could be thousands that are being held hostage in Afghanistan, not being allowed to leave, and they were left there by the Biden administration. Now, the mainstream media, uh, for example, a lot of our sound comes from ABC, right? So they're not going to talk about that anymore. They want to move on and talk about other issues real quick and leave those people to die in Afghanistan because if they call any more attention to what's going on in Afghanistan, it's going to call 
cause bad news for for uh, Joe Biden. Like this, Rasmussen Daily Presidential Tracking Poll released yesterday found that Joe Biden's approval uh, is way underwater now. He has not seen approval in this category in this survey since July. An average of recent polls. Rasmussen, Reuters, Ipsos, Emerson, ABC News, Washington Post, NPR, Marist, Economist, YouGov, and Politico Morning show that his approval is, that Joe Biden's approval is underwater. And I'm talking about not just on Afghanistan, but overall. But he is also failing in every single major issue for Americans. Uh, because of the deaths of 13 American service members, he is being directly blamed for that, as as well he should be. Americans, according to Washington Post ABC poll, Americans believe that he is personally responsible for the deaths of those. Americans have also lost confidence in his handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Despite de- declaring independence over it and a summer of freedom back in July, Now we have the Delta variant that is, once again, closing schools and keeping people home from work, and it's at the hands of Joe Biden, according to the people in the polling. American support for Biden's handling of the coronavirus has fallen 12%. His plan to roll out a campaign for booster shots, which two food and drug regulators, the two highest regulators at the FDA, quit their jobs over this strategy. Biden is continuing failing on the issue of border security as well, as we have now had encounters at a 21-year high at the border. Now you have, on Friday, historically low job numbers for August, the latest sign that Biden was unable to deliver a promised recovery. Even he came out on Friday and said, well, the numbers weren't what we expected, and they're certainly not what we want. Oh, well, have a good day. Have a great weekend. Concerns about inflation continue to get worse, too. According to the polling, consumer confidence has sunk to the lowest level, and jobless claims rose to the highest level at the end of August. Biden's awkward attempt to level uh, an unconstitutional eviction moratorium after getting uh, pressure from the AOCs and the squads and the Democrat Party, the Socialists, came to a screeching halt because of the uh, Supreme Court. They stopped it, rightfully so. And his support for his handling of the economy has fallen seven points, according to the Washington Post ABC News poll. So, news out this morning that he is seeking to shift focus to domestic issues after Afghanistan. He wants everybody to get their eyes off of Afghanistan and focus on other things. And it's pretty interesting as well. You'll probably notice this in the days to come. Over the weekend, they had Ron Klain out there. Ron Klain is his chief of staff and a guy that I believe happens to be the shadow president. Now, there's a there's a group of people that are running the country, but Ron Klain is the shadow president, I do believe, that it's not Joe Biden. And they don't want Joe Biden appearing on television in an extemporaneous kind of way. In other words, answering questions from somebody on the other end of the screen. So they trotted out Ron Klain this weekend as the, uh, as the guy. Uh, the uh, I guess you would say commander in cheese there who was just standing and answering questions. He is the shadow president. You're going to see more of him because the cabal that leads this country does not want Joe Biden out there speaking anymore after the last several weeks and what it, what he has uh, shown that he he is completely incapable incapable of uh, of doing that or running the country either either or. So Ron Klain has been out 
uh, answering the questions on CNN and uh, MSNBC. They're they're very friendly networks who don't ever question why 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 are you out here, Ron? Where <laughs> where's Big Daddy? <laughs> why are you standing out here? They don't ever question that part. They just. They just go along with it. Well, happy Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, head of the year. Celebrating uh, until Wednesday, tomorrow. Uh, both celebration and solemn ceremony, of course. Pray and enjoy festive meals as well. Round loaves are typically eaten to symbolize the renewal of the yearly cycle and the cycle of life itself. A shofar is sounded 100 times on both days. Some families eat special foods. Other traditions include... Walking to a body of moving water and tossing, uh, tossing the breadcrumbs on the water to show the sins being uh, removed. Rosh Hashanah is known as the Day of Memory and the Day of Judgment, and that'll be the 10-day period of atonement for past sins. And, uh, of course, Yom Kippur, 24-hour fast, falls on September 16th of this year. And the Jewish New Year is 5782 on the Hebrew calendar, and that dates all the way back to creation. So, Happy New Year to our Jewish friends and family. Traffic and AccuWeather coming up. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. Fess up over there. We just ran four commercials, two of which were for Viagra and Cialis. What's going on in this room? Why are they advertising Viagra and Cialis to you and me? I, I, Hey, I'm good, okay? So I guess I better ask you guys, what's going on? Do you have a little personal problem? Is that what's happening here? Uh, my personal problem is I like their money. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's a, that's a good answer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'm willing to pay whatever role i got to right. play to get yeah, it, right? Exactly. <laughs> we'll take it. They have money. I like money. Yeah. <laughs> well, it maybe works out pretty well. We've got a little deal here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you can't compete with that. No. So how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah. Not bad at all. You went to Arkansas? Went to Hot Springs. Yep. Went, uh, drove up there Friday. We spent the day Saturday, and we came home, came home late Sunday. You got family in Hot Springs. Yeah, my wife's, uh, my mother-in-law lives there. Right. Uh, my sister-in-law lives He's there. in the Clinton family. That's, uh, right. so, you know. Right. That's what a Clinton crime family, so we got to make sure everybody knows. You know, Billy Bob Thornton's a good close relative as right. well. Right, so. understand? Yeah, I do. <laughs> hey, I went no, out. but it was great. They had a uh, they had a blues and jazz festival up there. How come I missed it? I wasn't aware of it, and we were, you know, we we pulled up to our hotel, which is right there on the main drag, and and uh, you could hear all this music going on, and and so of course I wanted to investigate. Right, uh, they sure. Had a, a whole weekend of. Tremendous music being played there from one end of the city to the other. So That's awesome. Yeah, Good for you. Yeah. I had a tremendous weekend of It's a Small World in my head. It's a small world after all. Flight to Orlando. Uh, well, we, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, it was a show that Nancy needed to see for the travel company. So right. took the grand girls and just went out awesome. there real quick. It's amazing the social distancing too. I mean, really, with that many people. But mm. I was surprised because uh, it's kind of it wasn't really busy. I have seen it much busier than that. And and you would think on a holiday weekend. So mm. we were close to nobody. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the closest we got to. Uh, how far apart do you think we are? Twelve feet, Probably. fifteen feet, something right. like that. Yeah. I think this is the closest we got to people. Wow, people keeping their distance. Yeah, uh, people keeping it well because the park was. There was hardly anybody there, right? So it wasn't like you had to be right up against somebody's back to walk down the down the street. You know, now that you mention it, I didn't notice a lot of. Usually, when I go up there on the weekend, I'll notice a lot of people in Hot Springs. You know, it's a pretty. 
popular tourist town. Right. Um, and even though it was you know busy, I've seen it a lot worse. I assumed it was going to be hectic because of the long weekend, but right. you know not bad at all. My mother-in-law lives right on a lake. Um, didn't see a lot of boats out there. Well, I wonder if this Delta thing, I I have a story here I'm going to get into in a little while that businesses are canceling business travel and telling employees to stay home again. We're, you know, that whole thing again. Schools are canceling and sending students back home again because of the Delta variant that's out there. I wonder if that's having an impact. We're also hearing more stories about vaccinated people that are coming down with it with with serious illness. Oscar De La Hoya is a prime Mm -hmm. example who ended up in the hospital fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, we, both of us have a mutual friend who, uh, um, uh, mentioned in, on face on his Facebook post over the weekend, he and the family came down with it, right. and he and his wife are, are vaccinated. He has it, but he's you know fully vaccinated, and now he's got uh, COVID. So, is it really a a uh, an illness for the unvaccinated? As the politicians will tell you, no. Well, no. The answer to that is no. It's not that there are people who are vaccinated who are coming down with it. And I was reading some polls a, a few minutes ago, uh, and, of course, the weekend, they, they'll do a lot of polling and stuff, and so we get those results. But I was reading a lot of polls that said people are not, the, the vast majority of Americans, the numbers are, are staggering, but the vast majority of Americans are not afraid of getting it. They're just not. Mm-hmm. That, and I would have thought that would have been the opposite way, that people would be just scared, spitless, because of everything that they've heard about it and the, the, the news stories that are out there and they see the people on the breathing machines and they can't breathe and they hear about the deaths and, and all of that. But when you read the polling, and this is just not one poll done by one polling organization, several polling organizations have asked Americans, are you afraid of getting COVID-19? Do you, is that in the back of your head? Are you scared of COVID-19? And the vast majority of Americans simply are not. I, I, perhaps it's because so many of us know people who have had COVID and you know live to tell about it. Right. You know uh, the, the fatality rate, thankfully, is low, very low, um, less than one percent. Right. Which is you know still too high, but um, considering what's been made of the whole thing, when you've got one percent fatality rate, that's your chances are pretty good. Well, you know, you, we saw over the weekend too the you know return of college football. We've seen high school football come back, and we see these stand, grandstands that are packed. Mm-hmm. And what that means to me is people are not even afraid. I mean, if they were afraid, and some are, we're talking about vast majority of Americans, however, in the polling, if they were afraid, they wouldn't be going out to these events. They would be locked up in their houses and not going anywhere. Remember last year, there was a lot of panic and fear because we just didn't know, right? Yeah. But I think your point is right in that most of us know somebody or know some bodies more than just one who have had it. Now, some have had a a tough time uh, with it. Uh, Others just skated right through i i know a couple that got it early on like the first weeks into it right you know back in 2020 and they they had like a head cold for three days mm-hmm. and i've known others that ended up in a hospital right right like pleto but you know early on it was you know who, who knew what it was and i think we got a better handle on it now and that might be one of the reasons that people are just plus i think people are just fed up with the whole <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, we're going Weary. closing in on two years now that yeah. we started talking about this, and you know, over a year since it really started impacting us here. Um, and yeah, people have been tired of it for a long time, right? You know, we, we, we've grown accustomed to doing what we want when we want, and and now all of a sudden you've got this in the way of all of that, and it's you know, you, you realize when when these small things that are, you take for granted are 
no longer there or no longer available for you to do, it makes you mad. Well, it, you know, right. is that going to a high school Correct. game or going to to a Disney World with your Correct. family or what have you? Well, so. and there's also the other side of this too, Don, is that there's uh, plenty of people that uh, take risk, realize at least now that there are inherent risk in everything that you do. Driving into work this morning was a risk. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. <Yeah. laughs> you know, we we drive in yeah. some pretty precarious. I drove through Dallas Friday afternoon there at about five p.m. That's I, a risk. I, you know, I felt more at risk then than when I had COVID. Correct. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. I you know I flew across the country right. this past weekend. That's a risk. We we take a risk in every single thing that we do, mm-hmm. and I think people have learned to say okay in, in their own minds adjust their mind to that risk this is this is no more dangerous than me getting up to get in the car and drive to bill miller's for a sandwich you know for lunch today or yeah. whataburger or, you know fish sure. and chips it, it doesn't matter it's just it's got everything that we do has an inherent risk to it right. and now and i've said this from the beginning everybody who wanted the shot has gotten the shot right mm-hmm. now they've they've been able to scare a few more into getting the shot the people who haven't gotten the shot so far are people that are you're not going to change their mind it, it, no. this is it, it's not like they're sitting around going well when i get another opportunity ah, I, i've been putting that off i'm gonna go no people who wanted it went and got it like i did i went right. and got it you know um well you were like me as soon as you were as soon as you were eligible and it was available for you you went and got it i went and got yeah. it you you bet and so but the majority now a new survey out from the washington post abc news says a majority of unvaccinated say the fda's approval of the vaccines will not change their mind mm-hmm. and that's not greater than 90 million people in the united states are saying I'm just that doesn't that has no, doesn't weigh on me one little bit. I made a decision. I'm going to be vax free, and right. my belief is you live in a free country. That's okay. They can have that. They can have that decision for. They ought to make that decision for themselves. But uh, that when these things are becoming more and more increasingly approved by the FDA, that that's not what they're waiting on. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah well, not what they're waiting on. You know, perhaps it's just the you know it it seems that every day there is some new. And confusing statement being made about all of it. This this came on so fast, and the rules changed on a daily basis. And it gets to the point where it's like, you know, when you figure it out, you know, when you when you've got a concrete plan right. on what's supposed to happen here, come talk to me. And I and I think that's where most of these people are. And then you've got the, you know, the the calling out and the name calling or whatever, and, and right. that never really changes anybody's mind. You know, nope. I mean, it just makes them more steadfast in in how they feel solidifies about your so, feelings yeah, and your so, position for you know, for a hundred percent. There's a reason they're calling you a name, right? Right. And then there's a, and there's a reason why they're not going to get the vaccine, right? And that's that's their personal choice. That's their opinions. So. Well, and and so not only did it come on us so quick, and everything, uh, the information changed so quick on us, but it was also politicized. Yeah. And when the likes of the Fauci's of the world world decided they were going to be political animals about it and, mm-hmm. and turn to politics right. instead of just being scientists and mm-hmm. here's the data here's what we know when they right. got up away from that and got into the politics side of it people went i can't trust you i don't listen to him anymore right i don't care what he says it just does not resonate with me or land with me at all i'm reading the data out of israel i'm watching what is going on with israel because they're doing the most uh non-political research on the planet into this right. so uh there you know that's who i'm uh, that's when i want real information that's where i turn i don't turn to him or biden or any of those people because well, they're just you, political animals at this point 
I'm, I'm not trying to offend any anybody's uh, way of life or how they make a living, but when you turn to a lawyer for medical advice, right, there's <laughs> a problem. You know, you're, you're probably not going to get the correct advice. You I think, know? I think uh, you're right. You know, when I need some legal help, yeah, you know, but when I want some advice on what type of vaccine I should, you know, have for myself and my, family, I'm not going to turn to somebody who has a law degree. To, to give me the information don't, that I need. Uh, don't ask two dorks on the radio how to pull teeth. There you go. You say uh, what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah. Don't right. ask me to come over and, you know, do a transmission job on your Ford F-150. <laughs> well, now, I might be able to you do that. You can do that. I, you know, <laughs> I will tell you, you know, just buy a new one. <laughs> That's right. Which is the same answer I <laughs> yeah, give these yeah, days. Right, yeah. Quick break for news. Back at com. Yeah. Now, you might think... Uh, that it's a 538 KTSA Trey Ware here. Welcome back to the week. It's a uh, Tuesday. It's gonna feel like a Monday all day today. It's the seventh. We're coming up on the eleventh, which is twenty years. Can you believe, Elaine? It was ten years ago we were in New York for the ten year, and uh, twenty years this uh, coming Saturday. And uh, there will be uh, honorings and remembrances uh, on Saturday. We understand the president is going to be traveling to some of these uh, locations. Uh, Nick Harrows Jr., the son of a 9-11 victim, is urging the president to avoid going to the memorials in New York. He called Biden the killer-in-chief, saying he showed a lack of compassion for the families of the 13 service members killed in Kabul. And Harris's mother, Francis, was killed in the attack at the World Trade Center. He said, I'm demanding that President Biden do not show his face at ground zero on 9-11, end quote. And he went on to dog him, call him the, the uh, killer in chief. Um, so we're going to be talking about it throughout the, the week and how we have forgotten and how quickly in 20 years' time we have uh, forgotten. But it's been a very purposeful act on behalf of liberals in our society. On behalf of those who uh, are not for our country, who are against our country, who live amongst us, behalf of uh, educators in our society that have erased the whole idea that it was radical Islam that fired these people up, that inspired these people to do this in their holy war against anything that is not of them. And that holy war will now continue. That was one of the biggest things about Joe Biden and, and, and his complete and utter failure over in Afghanistan. So now he's given a safe harbor for those guys to come back in, reconstitute, which they are doing right now, reform, which they are doing right now, and start killing people, which they are doing right now. So more on that as we, uh, we roll forward this morning. I, I, I got to talk about the Nelson Wolf thing and open your, uh, open the phone calls about it at 210-599-5555. I'll share my, my personal, uh, opinions about, accosting a, a public figure out in, uh, while they're out in their private life. Okay. Which I'm against. I'm against going out and accosting somebody while they're living their private life. I don't care if they are a public figure. You don't own them 24-7-365. Now, I have a unique perspective on this because I've been in the public eye my entire life. And when I was a boy, I watched my dad accosted in public for his political stance and views. Uh, I've been at Niosa. And I've been stabbed and poked by those shish kebab sticks because people were screaming stuff 
who, you know, the liberals and whatever didn't like my dad's point of view and as a little boy, they'd poke us with those sticks as we walked through Fiesta. That kind of thing. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but this video has gone viral of this woman as uh, Nelson Wolf was walking through HEB. And you know I have no love lost for Nelson Wolf's policies, right? But first of all, she called him a communist, which is just not factual. Nelson has has begun and built and bought and sold a number of private businesses, which made him extremely wealthy, which I applaud him for. Uh, and he's, you know, if you were a communist, you wouldn't do that on a private basis because if you know the definition of communism, there's no way of doing even building your own business that way. So using the free market and whatever to uh, enrich his family, which that's the American way. Um, so you know, just factually, she's incorrect, but. She was hollering about uh, his mandates and the mass mandates and the COVID mandates and all that kind of stuff while he was pushing his basket out of the HEB. Um, I, I, I think that's inappropriate. I, I, I think that's unwarranted. I think it's unnecessary. When I was asking Elaine about it a couple of seconds ago, she said, well, what about you? You know, And I said, yeah, you have 20 hours a week to call these phones right here and accost me. But if I'm out with my granddaughters or my wife sitting at dinner, leave me alone. And the same is true with uh, with uh, Tucker Carlson. Remember about a month or so ago, Tucker was out fishing with his daughters in Montana, and what happened? He was accosted. A dude calls, go, goes and sees, you know, while he's there fishing and, you know, gets all over Tucker for things that he does on television. He was on his private time. So those are the kind of things, when, when you're on your private time and you're carrying your cantaloupe out of, uh, out of ATB, you know, just leave him alone. You, you, can, you can email your concerns. You can go to those meetings and be heard, be scheduled to be heard uh, in those meetings. There are other times when it's appropriate. I, I, I just think that everything has a time and a place. And if somebody is a private, you know, he's not a private citizen. He's a public public personality, but he's on his private time. Are, are we saying that public personalities are not should not be afforded private time? Because I believe they should. Now you can disagree with me, but I grew up in that very um, uh, open and and very public limelight kind of life, and I've been you know for almost sixty years I've been in it. And it is something that, yes, people who have a very public personality should be able to live a private life. I've seen, and you probably have too, celebrities. Might even be a Spurs player. Might be a very popular musician or something. I've seen them out having dinner and just walked by and kept on going. Didn't ask for an autograph or, hey, I'd like to meet you. Hey, can we take a selfie together? No, the dude is sitting there chowing down on some Mexican food. Let him eat, you know, leave him alone. He's on his own time. And politically, you, somebody who does that to Nelson Wolf is no different than the Maxine Waters warriors who went out and did it to conservatives and Trump administration officials while they're sitting there having dinner, i.e. Ted Cruz. When those people went in the, the, the restaurant and attacked Ted Cruz and his wife when they were having dinner, if you're going to chase Nelson Wolf around, I don't see that you're any different. Do you agree or disagree? Was she right 
to chase down Nelson Wolf with her camera and call him all those names while he was just walking through the H-E-B, or was she wrong? I believe she was wrong. And you know, if you listen to me, you know I have no love lost for Nelson Wolf and his public policies. So I'm not defending his public policies or where he's coming from. I'm defending his um, humanity, and he has a right to humanity just like anybody else does. If you... Don mentioned a minute ago, uh, transmission repair guys. If you repair my transmission and it's still screwed up, if I run into you at HEB, I'm not going to take my camera out and start <laughs> screaming all names at you. I'll call you to, I'll call you to shop on Monday. I may say, hey, I got a problem with that transmission job you did. I'm going to give you a holler on Monday. All right. All right. 210-599-5555. Tell me what you think about that quick break. Right. Very well, very well. You remember about a year and a half, two years ago, when Nelson Wolf was in Home Depot or Lowe's, he'd try to tell somebody to do something, and he got out, in his, you know what I mean? About this COVID or something. Yeah, he told him to put his mask on. Yeah, what, so what's the difference whether somebody telling him he's a communist or not? Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I, right, I, that's how consistency works. I said at the time that Nelson is not the mask police, and he shouldn't have said anything to the guy. Uh, yeah. What it wasn't his place to, to do it, but... It's also not her place, in my view, to chase him down while he's leaving H-E-B, just pushing a thing of groceries and calling him every name in the book and all that kind of... I mean, she went... I guess she got what she wanted. She went viral, but that's about all she got. She didn't make any headway with him. I don't well, know. I Hans, do you think she was in the right? No, she's not, but you know what What? what goes around comes around. He wants to voice his opinion. I'd probably said the same thing as the way he acts, you know what I mean? Well, uh, like I said during my discussion on that, during the monologue, Hans, there's a time and a place, and dudes at ATB buying his groceries, that's not the time and that's not the place. Uh, let him buy his groceries. Let him do his thing on his private time. Now, look, I'll also say this. If he was in public giving a speech, talking about it, and the speech is over, I I've been there a million times, baby. And people come up to me after a speech, and they'll want to talk to me about what I said and what I didn't say, those kind of Hey, that's fine. That's that's totally different deal. But if you're fishing in Montana like Tucker Carlson was with his girls a couple of months ago, and the guy came up and accosted Tucker and got in his face, or if you're Nelson Wolf, who I don't agree with on a lot of these policies, and you're walking out H-E-B with a, with a thing full of groceries, that, that's your private time, man. If you want to get on him, get on him while he's sitting down there behind that dais. That's, that's the time. That's the place to get on him. That's his official capacity. And that's just how I feel about it, and that's just coming from about, you know, 57, almost 58 years of living in a public life and having been accosted on my private time on a number of occasions. It's, it's just uh, it's not enjoyable and, and unnecessary. And in fact, in fact, whatever you're talking to me about, I tend to, if you do it to me on my private time, I tend to think the opposite. <laughs> you're pushing me further away. You're not winning a friend here. Dusty, go ahead. You're on. Hey, I was just curious about uh, the point of view on that. Is it just because it's an attack or is it just because it's a private time? Because on the, on the flip side of the coin, praising an officer for serving or a military member for serving when they're out with their family 
totally different deal. Even it's wrong as well. Yeah, no, to, no, 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 to, totally different deal. That's completely different. Saying thank you to a police officer or thank you to someone who who is serving or has served. When I see a, a guy wearing a, a veteran's cap, you know, I'll say thank you for your service and I'll move on. No, totally different deal. It, it is the, the fact that it was an attack. And, and if you want to do that, there's pl- plenty, like I said about this show, any of the liberals who want to attack me, you got 20 hours a freaking week uh, on the phone here. Plus, you can send me an email anytime you want to. But if I'm out having dinner somewhere with my two granddaughters, leave me alone. And that's that's how I feel about Nelson Wolf. Now, you know, I understand some people are not going to like this because they don't like Nelson. I don't like his policies either. But, you know, he deserves his own quiet time, private time, as far as I'm concerned. I guess Dusty's gone. Okay, all right. Anyway, that's that. Those are my thoughts. I mean, Chris was telling me, you know, running into Tim Duncan one time and hollering over at Tim, "Hey, Tim, hi," and Tim just waved and smiled. That's not what this was. That wasn't, "Hey, Judge, hello." Uh-uh. No, this was accosting a guy in public, in my view, and I just, uh, I, I'm not in favor of it. I don't care if you are on the left or the right. It doesn't matter to me. ESA Morning News with Trey Ware. Good information. Now on FM 1071. Yo. How much did the CCCP pay you? You're a communist. You're a traitor against Americans. This is a free nation. Right. 605 now, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Um, my uh, Labor Day vacay video is up. So I hope you're having a great day so far. It's a, it's a Tuesday, but today's going to feel like a Monday. It's the 7th, and we're headed right toward the 11th, the 20-year anniversary. And besides the fact that it's just amazing that it was 20 years ago this coming Saturday. That's just, that, 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 it, that in of itself just blows the mind. Where did 20 years go, you know? Uh, but secondly, what's being done, what the, the move that's afoot to completely erase radical Islamism from any responsibility of, of what happened on that day. Uh, you know, just, just some people did some things, right? According to Ilhan Omar, just some people did some things on that day. It, they were having a bad day. It was just a group of guys having a bad day. Kids are being taught that in school. It's coming out in videos. Heavily edited videos and, and documentaries. Oh, no, we wouldn't dare blame it on the attackers from radical Islam. No. I mean, you know, they might as well have been Southern Baptists for all we knew. They might as well have been Methodists. You know how those Methodists get. <laughs> Drink a little wine. Oh, boy. That, that's the kind of thing that's going on. No, it was radical Islamic terrorists who are dedicated to an ideology that they can't live on the planet with anybody else. So either you convert or you die. And they wanted to make their point on 9-11. My point in bringing it up, and we're going to talk about it throughout the week, my how quickly we have forgotten. And my how quickly the people who lead this nation who are voted, my how quickly they have forgotten and put the, the the same exact terrorists right back into a position of strength and power so they can do it again. Well, okay, so the abortion law was in the news over the weekend. And I got to tell you, I, I feel really good knowing that I'm on the right side of this. First of all, you know how I feel, faith, freedom. My Bible tells me I'm on the right side of this issue. But now it came out of the weekend that the satanic temple is rallying against the Texas abortion law. Well, of course. The boss loves abortion, so why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the goat heads be in favor of it? You know they'd be in favor of it. 
And so they came out against the Texas law, the new Texas law. You just heard Valerie Jarrett talk about it. Valerie Jarrett is a member of the cabal that's running the country. Ron Klain, who is the chief of staff for Joe Biden, is the shadow president. The cabal includes Valerie Jarrett living with the Obamas in their home in Washington, D.C. And she said, well, if you're driving a car and you pick up somebody to take an abortion clinic, you, you could be sued. Uh, that's already been addressed. She's using lies and hyperbole to push a narrative that is incorrect. That's already been addressed. So now, here's another thing that makes me feel good that I'm on the right side. Portland is Portland, Oregon. That is is cutting trade and travel with us amid the abortion law outrage. Portland, Oregon. Well, okay. I know of only one good thing that's in Portland, Oregon, and that's our parent company. Everything else that's in Portland, Oregon is useless as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, they're the ones who defund the police. They're the ones who allow the Chad or whatever that crapola place was concerned. They're the ones that are okay with their buildings being attacked and burned by BLM and by Antifa. They're the ones who support Antifa. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. I want nothing to do with them. So... I'm glad that I, I would really be reconsidering my position if Portland was, was in favor of it. Let me put it that way. The Biden Justice Department, headed up by Attorney General Merrick Garland, announced yesterday they are going to seek ways to challenge the Texas abortion law. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Merrick Garland's the Attorney General. He heads up, what, the Department of Justice, right? Okay. Tell me, then, what law has been broken? Tell me what law has been broken by this law passing in Texas. Not, there hasn't been a law been broken. No laws have been broken passing this law. This law was legitimately put through our legislative body here, legitimately signed by our governor here in the state of Texas. It violates no law in America. So what this says, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, and his statement clearly is a political statement, clearly is a political act. It's not a legal one, has no standing inside or outside or anywhere near the law whatsoever. His side, and I'm so glad he didn't end up on the, on the Supreme Court, he would have been far left to Sotomayor. His side doesn't want this law, and so he is going to once again weaponize the Department of Justice to come after the state of Texas. And all I can say to the Attorney General is, bring it. Bring your best game, baby. We're ready in Texas. Meanwhile, uh, the Food Network is now disowning one of their hosts over his abortion stance, Josh Denny. Old former frontman of Food Network's ginormous food describes himself as pro-life. He posted a thread celebrating the Texas law. He has not been on the Food Network for quite some time, but the show made tens of millions of dollars for the new new uh, for the, for the Food Network while it was on. So. He tweeted his support of the Texas law, and of course there was a backlash on twitter and he said your freedom to be offended is commensurate to my freedom to offend you he's correct food network 
said, oh, my gosh, for those of you who are asking, our working relationship with Josh Denny ended years ago, and we have now removed all episodes that he was in. Got to cancel him, Food Network does, because he supports the Texas law. Same is true of the CEO of a video game developer. Um... Proud of hashtag U.S. Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. John Gibson, who was the CEO of Tripwire Interactive, he tweeted that on Saturday. He said, as an entertainer, I don't get political. Yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of this issue, I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer. Tripwire fired him. The game developer fired him for saying that. Well, don't worry, sir. And to that comedian, don't worry. You're safe from sex with Bette Midler, okay? Do I I get to mark myself that? (laughs) I want to mark myself safe from sex with Bette. As if this was a question. (laughs) Bette Midler came out on Friday or whenever it was. She said, all women need to stop having sex with men. Until Texas overrules this law. So no more sex. Well, fellas, you can now breathe a sigh of relief. It's all good. (laughs) Bette Midler's not coming after you anymore. As if you wanted her to. And by the way, it's not much of a threat anyway, because according to her own jokes, she says she hadn't had sex since the 1970s. So, oh, what a threat that is. Joe Biden has announced that he's changed his position. On when life starts, back in 2008, he said, I'm prepared as a matter of faith to say that life begins at the moment of conception. That was 2008. He reaffirmed that in 2015. I'm prepared to accept that at the moment of conception, there's human life and being. That's on the campaign trail in 2008 and 2015. Now he says, I don't agree with those who say that life begins at the moment of conception. What changed? The moment of conception? What changed? The actual process? What changed? The beginning of life? No, of course not. What changed was Joe has a very far-left progressive base. He has no spine. He has no moral compass other than, please elect me. That's all. So when the far-left base that, that is currently running the Democrat Party says, You will change your position on the moment of conception being when life starts. Joe says, of course I will. Joe has no moral moorings to tie himself to. Joe blows with the wind. Wherever the political winds need to go, (laughs) that's where Joe will blow. And then, of course, now you've got your celebrities like the, you know, the Alyssa Milano's and, uh, you know, all those people, Rob Reiner's of the world and all them. They're they're out saying they're going to boycott Texas. Again, that's like the Bette Midler threat. Woo. I'm scared. Amogee Bank. Great people at Amogee all day, every day, helping people just like you with all of your banking needs, no matter what it is. 
For your family, they've got great services available. Like if you're talking about a new vehicle, they can get you a range of loan on that. If you're, if you're talking about a new home or refining the home that you're in right now, Amogee can help you with all of that as well. And they'll make it very, very easy. I mean, if you're looking for any kind of account, you still writing checks, you need a checking account, or you need uh, cards, uh, you know, uh, whatever, they've got all that at Amogee Bank. They've got real experts on home improvement loans as well that'll be very helpful to you at Amogee Bank. So just turn to Amogee with more more than 80 branch locations. And you're never, ever going to be treated like a number. You are a person at Amogee Bank, and you'll always be treated that way. They also are great with business banking, too, small and large family-run and family-owned uh, businesses. Uh, they'll put you on top of the world, on top of the business world, with great business advice and the money you need as well. That's Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. AccuWeather forecast, sunshine, some clouds today, high around 96, mainly clear tonight. Then tomorrow and Thursday, partly sunny, high tomorrow and Thursday, 98. 70. All right, 621 now, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. Don, I got just the things right up your alley, man. I knew it was you when I saw this. You're so into vinyl and records and that whole throwback thing. why you're playing a flock of seagulls this morning? Kind of take you right back, don't it? This is people going back. Yeah, yeah, people going back to VHS. What? Yes, people going back to VHS. Hmm. Um, they call it, uh, what do they call it? The blockbuster, free blockbuster or something. Free blockbuster. Right. And blockbuster has nothing to do with it. And in fact, they asked the organizer to stop using the name. The organizer said, well, why don't I'll pay you to use your name? And, and they never heard back. So they're just calling it free blockbuster. Basically what it is in communities across the country, like they have these free libraries where you take your old books and stick them in a box in a park. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Uh, they're doing that now with VHS tapes. And they're taking these tapes and putting them in those boxes, and people are just sharing. They, they take out what they want, and take it home and watch it, bring it back, or contribute to it. Contribute your own tape if you got VHS laying around. Uh, and it's really kind of taken off. People are, you know, the, the hardest thing is trying to find VHS players. Yeah, I was gonna say I have. I don't think I've owned one in. I haven't. I've probably twelve years. No, it's been longer for me. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know where you find them, but I'm sure Good, now that people like are doing Goodwill it. shop or something like that, that, you can probably find one. A garage sale. Eisenhower Road Flea Market. Yeah. You know, places like that. But I, you know what? I'll bet you just like turntables, if this catches on, yeah, they'll, bring them they'll start making them. Right. You know, everything that's old is new. Yeah. I don't get the appeal, but... <laughs> you know, I thought they were a pain in the neck. <laughs> they you know, were. I mean, he's... <laughs> they were, especially yeah, fast forwarding and pausing. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you know, you get a, you know, <laughs> it was fun to fast forward past that. That you know, ooh, that FBI warning, ooh, yeah, right. ooh, you know, and all that stuff. And, and then they made it where you couldn't fast forward past yeah, it. Yeah, and then you got to rewind it afterwards. Yeah, well, that was just a pain in the neck. Right. You know, and they wear out. Yeah. You know, how many times did you go rent a movie or whatever, and then you're you know getting to the the good parts, you have to adjust the tracking sure. on the VCR, right? What and a it was pain. big and bulky yeah. and just such a mess. Now you can just download it or go to the you right. know, Netflix or whatever. Sure. But everything that's old is new, man. You know the bell bottoms are back. People wearing big poofy hair again. Well, you know? not me. Well, <laughs> okay. The mullet's well, back. Yeah. Have you seen all the baseball players with mullets on? Better chance of me getting a VCR than a mullet. <laughs> You can buy those. Yeah, I guess a, with a mullet? Yeah, yeah well, you okay, can. Sure. You can buy them. Slap it on your head, man. Some of the guys do. <laughs> you no, haven't seen Pat Boone lately. I'll pass. 
I don't know. I, I just think that they don't have a you know creative new thought in their head, you know? Probably. It all started when they were sampling our music mm-hmm. and putting their rap over our sampled songs. Mm-hmm. Can't you come up with your own beat and your own tune, your own melody? What's wrong with you? I, it, you know, I think it's one of those deals where somebody got a hold of, of a VCR and some VHS tapes and... And just thought it was very, uh, you know, the novelty of it all sure. got them, and and just decided it was a cool thing. I mean, this, uh, I'm assuming the same thing happened with with uh, vinyl albums a few years back. Sure, and, you know, I'm starting to see cassettes. Uh, people are, you know, producing cassettes. That's again. another thing I don't miss. Right. I don't. I never really. I never cared for those. I don't miss it. I was never at a all. Cassette buyer. But, I I do have a bunch of VHS tapes of me doing various shows. I used to host a, a show here called the Mayor's Forum, and then I hosted one called the Judges Forum with the County Judge, and we did it every week. I've got several uh, political debates that I did on television that I hosted uh, on TV, and I had two or three different television shows that I was a host of. And uh, I've got them all on VHS. I can't watch them. They're just right. sitting there because yeah. I don't have a player. So yeah, I, I think I and, have... and I tried to convert them, Did and they you... wanted like thirty-seven dollars a tape to convert. And I said, That's "No, it's all right. I got I'll the memories. Just, I got a picture of it right here. <laughs> That's right." But, but no, I have some some VHS tapes of uh, from when my younger kids were sure were first born or whatever because be you know camcorders right were the big thing back then. But, the big, literally the big yeah, thing. they were huge. Yeah, you know, there are several pictures of me. At a different family events, because I was, for whatever reason, I was assigned the task of videotaping everything. Um, and every time you see pictures from, you know, back in the in the eighties and into the nineties of family gatherings, there I am in the back with the big old thing <laughs> on your shoulder, pound camcorder on my shoulder. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah. We used to carry those big things on our shoulder, and now you got this, right? Videoed all weekend just with my little phone. And the quality is much better. A gazillion it's times. amazing, right? Yeah. And stays on my phone. Yeah. doesn't go anywhere. Easier to edit. Uh, Michael Williams died uh, over the weekend. He played Omar on The Wire, found dead, suspected heroin overdose in his uh, apartment, 54 years old, discovered face down, luxury Williams bird apartment, appeared to be heroin on the uh, kitchen table. That's unfortunate. Um I, I saw over the weekend, too, where one comedian died uh, from taking heroin laced with fentanyl. Right. And another one, she was really sick, but she's okay. She tweeted that she's okay, she's alive, but she got really right. sick from, um, man, that fentanyl. It's just, I don't know. I think they were, they were, uh, they were cocaine. Yeah, they were, they were, they were cocaine. cocaine. Yeah, they were cocaine, and, yeah. and he was apparently, apparently heroin. They expect a, a full announcement today, but. Mm. Uh, the police were saying there was heroin found yeah. in the apartment. So. Talented actor. It's yeah. Extremely unfortunate. Yeah, he played a gay uh, stick-up artist right. uh, in, in that uh, television series and uh, apparently was just knocking the world dead with his, uh, with his performances. Really, really good. So. All right, a quick break for the bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to tell you about some more COVID stuff here with uh, some some groups uh, that you wouldn't think would be opposed to taking the vax, but man, are they, and they're standing up and putting their jobs on the line. Tell you about that. And then, of course, it's Tech Tuesday, so Wes Bunch will join us at 6.50 for tech information coming up here on KTSA. Your roof. You know, it's Stevens Roofing. Take care of your roof, and Stevens Roofing will take care of your roof. No matter how large your place is or where you are, they will come to you. Now, look, here's the deal. It's been hot. It was smoking hot for several days. Sun beating down on your roof. And then what happened yesterday? Here came all that rain everywhere. So as that sun was beating down on your roof, it's causing damage to your roof. Now, I'm not saying you necessarily have leaks, 
but over time you will have leaks from sun and that's because the caulking and the stuff that they use to you know meld the parts together on the roof and everything uh those will begin to separate under the, the sunshine and so you'll get a little leak and a bigger leak and then a bigger leak and the next thing you know you got water damage inside the house so that's why i encourage you to call the professionals at stevens roofing they're family owned they're reputable they're reliable look them up on google read their reviews you'll like what people have to say about them and they'll give you a free roof inspection if you'll just call 210-785-0994 trust the company that i trust most of the rest of us here at ktsa trust and that's stevens roofing because they have your family covered at 210-785 to the fullest extent of the law so we're taking those measures we're stepping in and we're cracking down on that because right now the current administration is failing to do that well thank god for his voice calling this an absolute failure and a disaster down at the border It is out of control, he says, and we're going to see historic numbers month in and month out without stiffer policies. And it looks like the whole Remain in Mexico thing may be reinstituted and put back into place. And there's whispers in the White House, not from Biden and not from the cabal running Biden, but from everyday folk who are just tired of this. Uh, They they may be uh, feeling good about... um, uh, about it being put back into place and uh, forcing people to remain in Mexico while their situation was worked out here. It's the greatest policy that we ever put in place at the border. Donald Trump did it. It was the smartest thing that, that could be done at the border. And bottom line is it worked. And it was the first thing that Joe Biden repealed. He opened up the border. If you remember during his campaign, he said he wanted a surge. I want to create a surge. I want a surge. And he got a surge, the largest surge in the history of America. And we're all in danger. Now the rest of the country is in danger now, because we know terrorists, we know rapists, we know murderers have come across the border since Joe Biden has, has become president. This guy is a complete, utter failure in protecting the American people, and that's why I say, just his presidency, just these decisions that he has made, are a violation of the Constitution and impeachable. Whether it is the border situation. Whether it is the situation in Afghanistan, and we could go his his mishandling of of the pandemic. Remember, his entire campaign was based on he was going to get rid of the camp uh, the the uh, uh, COVID. He was going to get the pandemic under control, and we were going to be in better shape. It's more out of control now than it ever was last year. Right now, it's more out of control, and uh, and it's on him. Because of decisions he made or the lack thereof that put us in this position where it's more out of control than it ever has been. So, yes, if you read Federalist number 65, you will see everybody hangs their hat on high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, what what exactly does that mean? Well, let me just boil it down for you. In the framers' thoughts, high crimes and misdemeanors meant no public harm. Read Federalist 65, you'll understand it clearly. Hamilton made that perfectly clear. You check it out. So, yes, he can be impeached. You bet. Particularly since the Democrats lowered the standard against Donald Trump, use the same one and get him out of office. And so his his insurance policy is, is giggles the clown. The reason he hasn't been impeached and the reason he chose her, that was reason number three, female, black, and check the, the third box, insurance against impeachment. That's why she's there. And that's why he hasn't been removed from office yet, because there's plenty of reason to uh, to do that. L.A. firefighters and their cops are launching the groups to fight vax mandate for city workers. The policy is being pushed by Mayor Gil, uh, Eric Garcetti. 
called Firefighters Freedom. About 350 L.A. firefighters and cops. Our goal is to stop the mandated vaccinations for all city employees as well as the citizens of this great country. We are supportive of individual rights, personal choice, and for managing our own health. The Delta variant is grounding business travel here in September, by the way. Companies are canceling business trips, keeping their employees home again. September marking the beginning of busy corporate travel season, but many companies are saying, no, you guys stay home again. A report by the American Hotel and Lodging Association says their bookings are down again. And a Bloomberg survey of large businesses in U.S. and Europe and Asia showing that almost 90% are going to keep their uh, employees from traveling and keep them at home. Meanwhile, folks over at the CDC and the FDA saying they're going to have to have more data before issuing a ruling on COVID-19 booster shots. Uh, so even they're not ready for the booster shot uh, yet. So we'll see. I just got an email from Guy. I made some comments earlier about this um, Nelson Wolf thing where this uh, girl chased him, woman chased well, whoever it was, uh, chased him down at HEB while he was pushing his card out, and she was calling him a, a communist about the max uh, mandates and so on. And the position of the email, emailer was, well, when, when you're a public official, you're on 24 hours a day, and we must stop uh, the Marxism, the the socialism, wherever we find it, wherever they are, we must uh, go after them. I disagree, and uh, you know we can still disagree and be friends, but I disagree. I think that somebody in public service, like Nelson Wolf is, has his public side where he is at the office, and feel free to get after it while he's at the office. But while he's at HEB or having dinner with Tracy and the kids or whatever, that's not the place. Everything, time, and a place. We conservatives were upset when the Democrats were going into restaurants and going after Ted Cruz and the Homeland Security Secretary and others. We didn't think that was right, and I don't think this is right either. 210-599-5555. Quick break. When we come back, West Bunch, it's Tech Tuesday. West, West Bunch is the head of uh, Bridgehead IT. And you remember on Friday we were talking about how now Apple is going to start putting uh, just basically everything about you on your phone. Okay, your driver's license and your other identification stuff and all that. And I started out by asking the guys in here to hold up their wallet, see who still carries a wallet. Everybody does. But eventually you won't because it's all going to be in your phone. Now, Wes has some details about this. That's coming up in the next segment here on KTSA. First, I want to tell you about our friends over at Car Zeus, the car buying company for all of Texas, the most accurate offer, and it's a free, no obligation offer. So if you've even thought about selling your vehicle, whether it's car, truck, I don't know, whatever you drive, and you want to get out from underneath it, and you want to put a little cash in your pocket, Car Zeus is the newest and most improved option when looking to sell your car. You'll get quotes right over your phone and no obligation whatsoever. So I don't want you to get tricked with a two-minute offer and then spend four hours sitting somewhere at a dealership. This is going to give you a chance to save time and all the hassle involved in trying to sell your vehicle. And can they move in a hurry? You bet they can. You can have the cash in your pocket as soon as this afternoon. Or if you want to wait a couple of days, well, that's okay, too, because their offer is good for five days or 500 miles, whichever comes first. So if you're looking to sell, Car Zeus is looking to buy at Car Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. All right, let's go. That's Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline every Tuesday at this time. Wes Bunch from Bridgehead IT joins me, and we talk about all things tech on Tech Tuesday. 
Morning, Wes. How are you? I'm doing well, Trey. How are you today? I'm wonderful. On Friday, I asked all the guys in here to hold up their wallet, see who uh, still carries a wallet. And we talked about it for a minute. I said, well, one of these days, you probably aren't going to need it because Apple has just announced they're going to start putting driver's license in a couple of states, driver's license and other forms of ID on there. And uh, and now with, you know, Samsung Pay and everything else that's available, one of these days, you won't have that wallet in your back pocket anymore. I don't believe well, that's right. I mean, Apple's really pushing to replace physical wallet with a mobile wallet. You know, the idea is is that it provides a more secure and convenient way for people to present their IDs. And, you know, you've got a number of states jumping on board. You know, Arizona and Georgia are kind of leading the pack. You've got Connecticut, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Oklahoma, Utah that are following. And various other states are jumping on board. Texas has a House Bill 273 that they're um, – it's currently sitting in transportation review right now, but they're thinking about uh, – jumping on board as well too so yeah I, I think you're right and i get asked the question a lot you know is this something that i want to do and so i kind of wanted to walk through the pros and cons of that and and just just talk through because there are definitely a number of pros and cons but at, at a high level you know starting out with the pros the first thing is is that uh, apple is really committed to privacy here so they say at least for now right so when um, they're not really tracking when or where you're using the, you know your your driver's license right now, so so that's something that's important. And Apple, like I said, they're really good about being committed to privacy, and I think that's going to have some staying power. Um, digital IDs in these phones take full advantage of all the encryption that Apple builds into the iPhone and the Apple Watch. Uh, you've got the biometric protections, you know, using the face IDs and the touch. So I'm I'm, I'm not really worried about hackers hacking into the phone and getting your driver's license. When you think about all the places your driver's license reside all the systems you know that iphone honestly is one of the more secure ones so a little less worried about hackers per se um the other cool thing is is that you won't have to unlock your phone to present your id that's something that drives me nuts when i'm at a tsa counter i'm awfully oftentimes scrambling trying to get my phone unlocked and find the app where my my boarding pass is and it's just going to be kind of there and then you can just touch your phone and it's going to wirelessly present your id so that's really helpful and then, you know, if your device is misplaced, um, it can be remotely locked uh, or remotely erased or remotely pinged. That's something you can't do with a physical wallet. And I have to tell you, you know, losing my physical wallet, especially if I'm traveling, is one of my biggest fears. I mean, it's just such a nightmare. But with your phone, it's portable, right? So you can just go grab another phone and then, I guess, aside from cash, you know, all your stuff is just there, which is really good. You know, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, my, my wallet's just full of junk. <laughs> <laughs> all paper, all little slips of paper and receipts that I haven't looked at in 9,000 years. That's all I got in there, man, you know? I know, I know, and it's just kind of this lump for men that's in your in your back pocket, so it would be nice to not have to lug that around, but, you know, looking over at the cons, because there's definitely some things to think about, you know, when we talk about those tracking policies that, that you know, where they're not tracking what you're doing, that could change in the future, and we don't know what that looks like, and so that that's something to just to consider. Um, you better have a full charge on your device. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about your, your physical wallet. If your battery's low and you, and you need your ID, it's going to be a real bummer if your phone battery's dead. Um, you know, not everywhere is going to support it for quite some time. So I think there's going to be this period of time where we're going to be carrying both for a while, and that's, that's going to be a little frustrating. Um, you know, then there's the question of how much access to your phone will law enforcement need? You know, like when you get pulled over, you know, for a, maybe a speeding violation or something you have to like hand your phone over to law enforcement are they going to have to 
you know, be scrolling through all your stuff. I, I don't know that that's something that could be problematic. Um, you know, is it time for a backup phone? You know, we talked about, you know, losing your phone when you're traveling or losing your phone anywhere. I mean, my life is on my phone and, and that, you know, losing my phone, you know, you realize that happened to me one time when I was traveling and I realized I, you know, I, I rely on the map so heavily. I didn't even know how to get to a store to buy a map. Right, because I, I didn't have anything. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, and I didn't even know if the convenience store would have a map in today's time. So it's like, you know, you have to start thinking, gosh, should I start carrying a backup phone just in case I lose my primary or, or, or drop it and break it? You know, so there's there's quite a bit to think about there. But I think overall, it's 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 going to be the way we're going, and I, and I really mm-hmm. don't think here in a few years we're going to be carrying physical wallets. Anymore. I agree, and I, I think eventually it's just going to be a chip that's under your underneath your uh, the, the palm or or back of your hand or something for all the reasons you just stated. You know, primarily the loss and the secure reason and all those kinds of things. I, I think that's definitely the way that things are going. You know, the the, the big issue that even came up on Friday, but I listened to my dad talk about this for years and said we were going to get to this point and his big issue was somewhere somebody centcom and central command could punch a button and wipe you out when everything is digitized right yeah we and, and we've seen it I, we used to have big discussions around here uh between jack and myself because we're both bookophiles we read all the time sean's the same way and uh, I, I, years ago, I went to primarily digital books, man. I'd just download a book, and I'd read the book and whatever. And Riccardi would say to me, and Sean feels the same way, man, they could come in and they could change the book. And I used to say, nah, they wouldn't do that. Well, they are. They're changing books. They're changing movies to be more politically correct. And so it's easy to do that in a digitized format. It's not easy if you've got the, the words down on paper. Well, that same thing could happen with uh your you, you you are losing a bit of control when you're losing hard cash and a laminated copy of your of your uh, passport or whatever whatever it is you are yeah yeah no you definitely are the good news is, is i think you can still print a copy of it if you need to do just like a print screen or something like that that that's still something you could actually print it out on paper whether or not that would be accepted i don't know but you know our whole banking system our whole financial system yep. digital has been a long time and talk about something that could be wiped out that's yep. really scary um <laughs> right you know that's that's at the top of my list when i think about things like that and yeah you throw an identity on top of that right um something to think about right right well it's not a big the, the banking system's not a big deal for me i got 29 dollars and all the records i can eat over there for you and, and about 60 million dollars that's a big deal for you west Ooh, bunch I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's some account i can't find I gotta tell you, <laughs> if you can find it for me let me know <laughs> i appreciate you man we'll talk next tuesday thank you Sounds good. Have a good week, Craig. You too. That is Wes Bunch over at uh, Bridgehead IT. That's Bridgehead IT. I'll tell you more about them coming up in the next couple minutes here on KTSA. Also, Warren Rima is coming up here in a couple of minutes here on KTSA. We'll look back at the Labor Day weekend. We'll also talk a little bit about the Nelson Wolf incident over to ATB. Well, we both have our thoughts about that, so we're going to share that with you this morning. You can sound off on it as well. A little bit on the California recall deal with Larry Elder and how now the left is so crazy that he's doing so well, they've taken to calling him blackface. He's an actual black man. <laughs> And the left can get away with saying he's off the plantation. They can get away with saying that. You you have a conservative guy say you're off the plantation and they would be run out of town, man. They'd be they'd be canceled in a heartbeat. And speaking of canceled, 
there have been some canceled, fired from their jobs for supporting the Texas abortion law. So we're going to talk some about that as well. And the uh, the administration says they're coming at it from all angles. Valerie Jarrett says they're going to attack it from the administrative uh, executive level. And Merrick Garland, who is supposedly the attorney general for the United States, says he's going to look at ways to go after it with the Department of Justice. Now, no laws have been broken. No statutes violated. This is a pure weaponization, once again, of the Justice Department, as they did under Eric Holder. Now they're going to do it with Merrick Garland. We'll talk about that coming up. KTSA. KTSA.